time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It's the Everything RBC <laughs> podcast. I am David Costello. I'm Amanda Keeper. How did your Star Wars binge go over the weekend? Did you Star Wars binge? Were you able to squeeze uh, in all nine? Well, what, what happened was I was walking out of the library last week and ran into some some friends, and now I'm watching The Vow. I'm binge watching oh, The no. Vow on Netflix. I don't Netflix. remember that episode of Star Wars. That is so not so, Star Wars. So I'm I'm learning about a. A, a cult that has a some people are calling it a sex cult so yeah i decided to watch For crying that. out loud that is <laughs> i you know okay if you think about the jedi being very you know no emotions or anything obviously the sith would be that yeah so everything comes back to star wars well you know they're trying to take star wars in different directions now now that the saga's <laughs> over so maybe that's where it goes next i don't know one, one will never know. Well, that guy talking is our guest today, uh, Joe Wolford. Joe, welcome to Everything RVC. Thank you so much, guys. I realized, too, just as I got here, like, I didn't bring my lightsaber with me. Oh, for oh. crying out loud. It's in my office. Next time. Next, Next time. time. Although it's a radio show, so no one will be able to see it. Anyway. It's okay, because it doesn't even make the sound, so I'll make the sounds, and it'll <laughs> yeah. be like, everybody's right here. Perfect. And then I'll swing it a little too hard, hit my Everything RBC podcast mug that's made of fine quality, <laughs> and accidentally <laughs> knock it off the table. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we had to start a little different, because you're here today. Because, yeah, you and I are both Star Wars nerds, and I promise that that's not what we're going to talk about. Primarily. Entirely. Today. Entirely today, yes. But I would like to be a part of some of the conversation. Well, so. you should have done your homework <laughs> exactly. over the weekend. I mean, you could have at least read like a wiki. Uh, <laughs> or know. it's actually a Wikipedia. That's oh, right. there, wiki. A Wikipedia. And, and I, I'm not even making that up. If you want to get lost in reading, Amanda, yes. go into the Wikipedia for any background character that got even a second of screen time, guess what? They've got a very flourishing backstory. <laughs> so you could have come in like no one more than we did because this even is, I don't know it at that level. Yeah, yep. complete Monday failure. Yeah. <laughs> well, Joe, welcome. Actually, I want to give you a chance right off the top uh, to plug your new uh, RBC podcast, yeah. which I listened to this morning. So your first episode dropped this week. Tell us what it's all about. The first episode of the RBC and Me podcast uh, with myself and then uh, my fellow recruiters, Casey, uh, Claudia, and Stephanie. So the first episode came out. It's called RBC and Pants. Uh, hmm. We're just trying to do every episode just be RBC and whatever we picked our topic for. And the initial one is just us, you know, getting to know us and the admissions team and kind of what we do here, like our RBC journey, the job we do, uh, helping students here. And um, as we go forward, we're going to talk more about kind of the admissions process and trying to make it feel not as intimidating. Um, one of our ideas was having Amanda come on too to talk about speech because. Speech class, anytime I tell a student, like, oh, yeah, you're going to have to take a speech. And they're like, (laughs) 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 Like, you can feel the cringing. Mm -hmm. Um, And just, I think, having having you get to come on or even other instructors, too, get to come on and talk about the specific class and really um, get rid of some of those initial fears or worries of, like, what knowing what to expect Mm -hmm. and how you actually do it, I think, can really help. That's cool. Uh, makes so feel a lot more prospective open. students, parents, uh, yep. high school counselors who want to learn more. This, this would be up their alley. Is exactly. That, okay. Yep. So and then it'll be weekly, like once a week. Yeah. So we're doing once a week right now. Okay. Okay. Awesome. And so, what? Speaking of that process, what are some of the biggest hurdles that you notice students have real anxiety around? I'd say just 
it, the the biggest one is them just coming to be like, I have no idea what to do. Like, what is the college experience? Like, what do I even do? I think mainly picking classes, too. Okay. So okay. a lot of the times we'll be like, so what classes do I have to take? And I'm like, well, you're going to do this transfer degree, so here's all of your choices from our Illinois Articulation Initiative IAI list of classes. <laughs> I've seen that list. <laughs> you made so. that sound more exciting than I've ever yeah, I, heard. That's, that's all part of it. <laughs> right. So going from that list, I'm like, these are your choices. They're like, but what do I need to take? You need to take three options here, four options here, two options here, and mm-hmm. you. And that's just, it's a very different way of thinking where they're not used to getting to pick their classes, pick their times. Right. And I think the fact that they come in with so many options overwhelms them. They're like, well, I don't, they start getting in their own head about like, well, if I pick this and that's not the class I need to take, what if I change my mind and now that class is completely wasted? And then they just will scare themselves out of doing it entirely. Sure. Sure. Um, I know you guys divide up the schools. What mm-hmm. Which schools do you represent? I work with Jefferson, Hananiga, Durand, South Beloit, and Roosevelt, and Ombudsman, or the Innovative Learning mm-hmm. Center. Okay. okay. You mentioned that advising piece. I know that's somewhat new to that role, that we didn't used to have the recruitment team mm-hmm. advise. Uh, do you like that part of it? Oh yeah, I lo- I love it. This getting Getting to do the advising aspect and like getting to talk about like, help students plan out and actually give them like a roadmap for their classes and uh, just kind of letting them know like, hey, here's what to expect. Like you can pick these classes now or we can switch it up. Um, Just that whole thing and seeing them really get to be relieved from hearing that information um, is really, I think, what makes it like most fulfilling for me too. and that, that's that's the mo- the biggest important part for me is just like getting to help students overall and letting them know like hey you're you're not alone and just letting them know if even after you know they're done working with me like they're gonna go work with advisors and every, everyone else but they can always come by and still like chat with me ask me questions I'm always here I've yeah I've got a few of my students that come by and say hey when they'd be in the on campus all the time so yeah that was a cool thing when we had Casey on that she talked about that I also didn't realize is just, I guess I never thought about how that relationship or or there being that relationship between the recruiter Mm -hmm. and the student where she was talking about how they stay in contact with her. You know, Mm -hmm. a couple years later when they're ready to graduate, they're still talking to the person who kind of got them started. I think that's pretty cool. You have similar relationships with students as Uh, well. One of my my students from, uh, who was a Jefferson student, Amina, she now we're, was starting to work in fin- the financial aid office right before COVID happened. So um, she'd swing by every time, and I, I swear, every time I saw her, it'd be a new cast on her arm, her leg. And I'm like, Amina, what are you doing? She's like, oh, it's martial arts. I, I busted my arm. I busted my foot again. So that was always our joke. I'm like, hey, you're not in a cast this time. And then she started working here. So I got to see her, you know, start with us. Um you know, trying to get into classes and like we had to do a different route than what she initially wanted to, um, to get her to like her EMT class. And mm-hmm. when she finally was able to do it, she was so pumped and her just be like, I don't like we work really hard. It's just thank you. And I was like, you did this. Like I, I helped tell you how to do it, but you actually did the work. Amina was my student. I, yeah. th- I think she wants to be a pilot. I probably I, she, she I feel like she's like her, her like she's she's got a lot of ambitions too I feel mm-hmm. she's like I'm gonna do this and then this and it's, it's awesome so mm-hmm. every every time she comes by and talks and I always whenever it comes to speech I'm like take Amanda <laughs> oh so. well she she is a phenomenal student I maybe we could have her on the podcast I, I think that'd be awesome well, now will you have guests on your podcast uh yes okay yeah. so we're gonna tr- yeah we're gonna do that too moving 
Okay. Student guest? Uh, we'd like to. We, okay. we thought about doing that. So, Joe, the first time I met you, we were at a food truck event. Yes. And you, and you <laughs> tell us about, okay, so you were there promoting. Mm-hmm. Where else do you go and what types of things do you do to meet students where they are? So, when uh, when we first met, Amanda, that's when I was, uh, when I initially started here, I was doing business and industry. Um, so, for me, focusing mainly on like community-based organizations and a couple high schools. Um, and now I focus just on high schools and then I still, but I still help with that as we're like looking for another recruiter for doing that. And then Stephanie has moved into that position now. Um, so her and I work with like GED students. So we will go to like food, uh, public events, like that food truck event. We'll go to the, um, food banks, mm-hmm. okay. the ones that we'd start doing. We go to employer, like companies mm-hmm. be like, Hey, do you have an area where I can set up like where you're like in your, um, like cafeteria area for employees to come by. So we'll do something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Health fairs are a big one that companies do too. And that's where at one of them for Estwing, like I went there, it had to be there from like 5.30 a.m. till 3.30 in the afternoon. It was a long day for that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I got an awesome hatchet, an (laughs) Estwing hatchet for free. Um, Their HR HR guy came out and he's like, Joe, if, uh, if you had the choice, would you take a hammer or a hatchet? And I'm like, I don't know, John. I've got, I've got a hammer, so I guess I'd say a hatchet. <laughs> and and he, he's like, okay, he just jots it down. He, he goes down the line of everybody. I mean, all, all we offered you was a coffee mug or a shirt. Yeah. We, we, we were telling <laughs> you to step we, it you up. step up the Some Everything RBC hatchets. Yes. Right, and, right. But, yeah, then he comes out a minute later. Boom, boom, box, box. I'm just like. It's a real hatchet. It's lovely. It's awesome. I, I, you don't need to tell us what you do with it. It's, hey, a, it's uh, a lovely ha- hatchet. I haven't even gone to use it. I've ever, I'm always like, ah, is there a bush I can chop down or something? The finest hatchet I've ever owned. <laughs> so one thing I love about your personality right away, anyone who's around you knows that you just love to have fun. Uh, Yes. What event on campus have you been able to do your job and just have the most fun so far? Oh, let's see here. I'd say... Or do you just bring the fun to every event? I, tr- I, try, to br- I try to bring the fun to any event we do. Um, I'd say the... Hmm. Or even an off-campus event like you were just yeah, talking about. Yeah, yeah, I think it was yeah. even some, off- some off-campus ones. There... There have been ones that that Estwing one turned into more fun than I expected. Honestly, it's <laughs> well because of the hatchet. The hatchet. <laughs> right. There was also, right. but the, also they'll be like, oh, someone will be doing their like free massages. So everybody just takes a break and goes over there. So mm-hmm. those yeah. turn mm-hmm. out well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd the podcast has been really like that was really fun doing that. I think right now doing TikToks has been really fun mm. for us too. Yeah, you guys are doing oh, a great job. Yeah, with we're that. doing Please missions say like TikToks. More. I don't know about the TikToks. Oh, Amanda, you gotta go. You gotta go find Rock Valley College on there. Okay, so, okay. Yeah, um, they've been doing a great job with content on there. We talked about how we needed to be a little bit more engaged with uh, the students there, and that's mm-hmm. definitely a platform where you've got your high school students, yeah. so you can okay. reach a lot of perspective. Students, so our recruitment team has kind of taken the yeah. reins and Man, taken over TikTok. Meet them where they're at. Yep, yep, that, exactly. You know what? I remember what the event was. It was uh, the new student, the first like big new student welcome that I got to help with, and we did uh, a goose chase <laughs> for that. So <laughs> we it's like they split us all up, all the recruiters. We all had teams, and we got to just like go on a scavenger hunt all around here and just get to know like a few of my students that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was just a blast, like just running around and doing wacky stuff, getting to know them too, and like them kind of catching my personality and just picking mm-hmm. up like little bits of everybody. Joe, I need you to know this now that you mentioned that David and I really wanted to name this podcast Goose <laughs> Goose Poop. 
<laughs> we did. <laughs> we really did. And I, what, I think we were worried about people judging us or the backlash. Yeah, I think, you know, I think some people would have thought it was pretty funny, but then others wouldn't have taken us seriously. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little upset now that I didn't get a mug full of goose Goose poop poop. or or, or that can be arranged. RVC licensed goose poop. If we just slap a little tag on it. We can arrange that. I stepped in some (laughs) on the way in here. We will find a way to use goose poop somehow. Yeah, I've been, you know, I've been in the marketing team for a number of years and I've always wanted to use goose poop for Mm -hmm. something. Yeah, when I when I said goose poop, he looked at me like we are on the same vibration. Yeah, like thing. this. Because he said that was my idea. I'm like, no, that's yeah. my idea. Yeah, I've always wanted to name something that. So yeah, some someday that dream will come true. Oh, yeah. I love it. So we yeah. talked about events. We men- you mentioned COVID. How has that thrown a wrench into things? You know, what, and what sort of creative things are you guys doing to try to reach students in COVID? Yeah. So when COVID decided to rear its lovely face. Mm-hmm. Um, that was when it happened in March. March and April are when we start doing our getting started days. So we bring out like f- up to 45 students from the high schools, uh, sometimes on multiple days here, to do testing, a tour, get a one on, little quick advising moment with us, and set up their online accounts. That's a big deal. And then after that, we schedule for like into April is when we do our on-site registrations where we go to the high schools, and now we register all of those students we met with, and then some if there's more that sign up. So sometimes we'll be at the high schools all day and doing those. And those, that's our time where there'll be weeks where we're not even in the office because we're just all around so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get we didn't get to do that this time. We had to shift everything to like phone appointments and Zoom calls. And it was, it was a little kind of like uh, overwhelming at first, but then I reali- like realized pretty quick too, like going through step by step i'm like all right i'm just following along even on my computer i'm like so i know exactly what they're looking at too and um so in that case it helps because even though they're not face to face with me they're going through the steps and i'm guiding them so then next time they know exactly where they're going to need to go Mm -hmm. and even if they forget they at least will have some of it like hey i maybe i got to this page but i don't remember what i go to next well the cool thing is you can record those zoom meetings oh yeah and they can record them too and play them back exactly so i think what i heard you say is that you were in a learning process as well yes so so i think that's what's so cool is that if you can embrace the new modality of whatever we have mm-hmm. to transition to, then then your life is going to be more peaceful. And it's hard. Change is hard. Yeah. But the way we model how we're embracing change is going to help the students mm-hmm. embrace the change. Yeah, I know you guys are also looking at some creative things like having some of those getting started sessions as sort of a drive into Rock Valley. And Yeah, and that's, that's coming up soon. Oh. Um, so we'll... I'm still, I'm still not like we're still getting all the details yeah, worked yeah. out for that one, but yeah, that'll be different. Um, what is that drive-in to Rock So Valley? it's kind of a spinoff of the drive-in movie events that a lot of people are doing, and we actually did one here on campus. Mm-hmm. And they thought, well, what if we had a drive-in information session? Okay, you yeah. park in your car and you can listen to. If you prefer to do it that way as opposed to the virtual <laughs> mm-hmm. way, there better be popcorn or <laughs> right. <so. laughs> well, because you can also see the campus. Sure, there'll sure. be goose poop. Right, we'll right, right. Oh. Oh. Oh, boy. Do you want it the is. regular popcorn or do you want the goose poop popcorn? Oh, there. Okay, put like white cheddar on it. Right, that's what I'm okay, saying. Okay. Yeah, okay. maybe some nuts inside. <laughs> Chunky goose poop popcorn. Uh, this is RBC's Chunky Goose Poop Popcorn, brought to you. 
<laughs> yeah, so so far we've talked about sex cult, um, <laughs> Star Wars. Uh, this is, a, this is gonna be my fanfic. Poop. Yeah, so Poop. Not exactly where I thought we'd go, but that's what makes everything RVC fun. Well, what was what was uh, interesting too? Something I didn't expect to do. You know, kind of going off of that was with things moving virtually. Like when I went to college, I went to film school. That's and, what I was going to ask. Okay. And now mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I I work in admissions in higher ed, and it's a very weird tangent I didn't expect to make, but mm-hmm. I really loved working in colleges be, when I was working as a a media services technician at Oakton out in Des Plaines. And I just, I really like helping people too. And I was in a, a dead end, like call center job before this too. So it was just mm. not fulfilling at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I get to like actually put forth that energy. And then uh, with us doing this, we started recording like about me videos. I'm like, okay guys, send mm-hmm. me all your stuff. I can edit these and <laughs> uh, we'll be hosting our zoom calls. So I'll be like recording that and just like doing all the, PowerPoint transitions for everybody too. Um, so I've just I turned into our resident like IT guy for our department. Um, That's a blessing and a curse. Yeah, it really. It, yeah, mm-hmm. it's been. Uh, but at the same time, I'm like uh, my you know everybody else. They uh, you know Claudia, Stephanie, and Casey all work just so hard with everything. Like they do get involved with a lot of the other like setting up events and everything. And I'm like ah, I'm like that's mm-hmm. not my strong point. Like mm-hmm. you give us, me an idea. Like tell me what you want done, and boom, let's make this happen. But when I get to help out, at least doing that stuff, I, that kind of feels like my special part mm-hmm. that I sure. can provide. Mm-hmm. So always makes me feel like okay. teamwork makes yep. the dream work. Exactly. You, you, do, you do seem to have an extremely creative mind. So it doesn't surprise mm-hmm. me that you went to school for film. Yeah. And you also find ways to create uh, space for your creative need and mm-hmm. outlet. So tell us about what you do in your spare time to get creative. So with that... Um, Aside from, you know, binging Star Wars and just uh, <laughs> my, the main thing I have at home is uh, I got, I have my man cave and it's, I got to take over one of our entire spare bedrooms. And I got to take over. I, I love that. That's, yes. <laughs> that's <laughs> that is in my house too. Yep, it was, uh, I got the basement. Uh, she I, gets everything else. I So initially it was going to be the basement and at some point I might move down there where I need more room, but um, it, I've got a collection, like I collect, uh, like different action figures and different, um, like build like model, uh, robots and different mechs from different anime series. Uh, giant robots are just like my thing. <laughs> if it's, if it's a big robot with <laughs> lasers, cool. Awesome. It's great. Um, so I've just got six or seven Ikea cases all like loaded with model kits I've built mm-hmm. and figures I've just, and of like, I put them by like series and stuff and have some like rhyme or reason to it i've got like a two foot tall metroplex transformer figure <laughs> nerd alert. Nerd alert. <laughs> i think after the show if you're looking for david or joe they'll, yep. they'll be together yep. hanging out exactly <laughs> in the library building yes. models yes oh i yeah. if we could do an rbc maybe that's the club i need to do i need to start a, a model like a gundam model building club mm-hmm. here too it's going to be a branch off of the Japanese Multimedia Culture Club. Yeah, if you walk so. by Joe's office, you will see some mm-hmm. of his toys. Okay. And every time office. people are like, oh, that's such a nice collection. I'm like, that's nothing. <laughs> this is, and they're so. Those are the rejects. Exactly. Yeah, they're they're yeah. not even, not even that they're the rejects. It's like, they've got a special place here. It's like, you're, if, if something happens, it's not the end of the world, but yeah. it's also really cool enough to like start a conversation. Sure. Sure. Um, and initially, I wanted to get like a second one of those uh, shelving units because I was like, oh, I can have stuff in this one and mm-hmm. more stuff over here. And then POM 
realized that's what it was for, and they were like, "Nope, <laughs> can't help you with that." So, well, what I just, I just bought rebel. one at Target. Yeah. I just bought one of those shelving units at Target. Yeah, and if you've been in my office, that's and I just put it there. Okay. And that's where I put some of my toys. I have so. to do that now. Didn't have to involve POM. <laughs> So but. my, my <laughs> I wish you could have seen the way Amanda was looking at me after I made that comment. <laughs> no, I was just like, do I have my Dory stuffed animals in a little special spot in my office? <laughs> you got to make your office your home. You're That's there right. more yep. than you're at your I house. I know, I know, I know. So oh, along with those, like building those, I've started doing uh, like kind of like painting like miniatures too. So there's a, a series called BattleTech that you use like mi- tabletop miniatures for when you're playing. So. I've got a bunch of those. I'm starting to like learn how to like paint those and painting just freehand normally. Uh, I can't do it, but since it's already got all the details, I just mm-hmm. have to color them in. Mm-hmm. Um, but even that, I've been like learning different like techniques through watching videos and just kind of feeling a little more creative in a different way. So instead of building a bunch of things that are big, like I'm you know going a little smaller with building now. Do you okay. do Legos too? I don't do Legos. Um, I used to. Um, but I've, I do like those, and then uh, Warhammer is another one I started He has too. graduated, David. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He, I, has, so he has progressed. I was just going to say, well, our, our friend Jerry uh, does Legos, and I thought well, maybe you guys could get a Lego thing oh, that, going I, here. Okay. I like uh, one of my instructors from the Art Institute, Jeremy. He uh, he w- he's big with like Legos, too, and he actually made like was using Google's app that you can do to like build things and then f- get the sheet of what pieces you need, and he made an Optimus Prime out of it. And um, one of my classmates, Eric, my buddy Eric, uh, me, Eric, and Jeremy all would just talk robots, transformers mm-hmm. all the time. Jeremy made like this uh, sp- like bubble map of the progress of like giant robots in anime and like what started which and like what tropes started mm-hmm. to come out all of all of them. And then he get like found all of the subbed versions of these older series to make like on a hard drive and gave it to us. And then he brought us, like, before we graduated, these little, like, Optimus Prime uh, matrix of leaderships <laughs> made out of Legos and gave it to us. I'm like, this is the best thing ever. I don't even care yeah. about my degree anymore. Have All you right. met your soulmate today? <laughs> I'm jealous. So I'm looking at him the whole time thinking, if you ever have a child, you will never do this again. Right? <laughs> Until well. the child is a little bit older. Like, I feel like all the stuff that I used to like to do like that, I had to kind of put on hold. Elliot, Uh, Elliot, if you're listening to this someday, (laughs) do not worry. Do not worry. You'll be doing this with Dad soon. So, (laughs) Whether you like it or not. (laughs) Uh, Another hobby of yours, and this will give Amanda a chance to plug uh, something near and dear to her, is this live storytelling thing. Tell us us about that. So that's actually uh, Amanda and I got to to work with her actually this weekend too, Mm -hmm. talking about storytelling. And that was one of the things that – um, really, like, we hit it off when we met at the mm-hmm. food truck was us t- talking when you said that you were speech. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I love mm-hmm. my speech class. And mm-hmm. just led to storytelling. And um, there's a podcast called The Moth that's part of uh, it's part of NPR's, like, radio show. And what you do is when you go to these shows, they have they pick 10 people to come up and do five-minute storytell- uh, storytelling sessions based on whatever the topic of the night is. So they'll put out the topic like the week before so people can prepare. When you get there, you put your name in a hat, the, the host pulls the first one, and then after that, each speaker pulls the next. So you hmm. don't know if you get to speak or not, which is cool and like so intimidating at the same time. So uh, like the first time I did it, I was the there was 11 people, I was, and I ended up being number 11. So I didn't tell my story until the very end when they were like, oh, like, uh, 
you know, here, give us a one, uh, like a one sentence, uh, you know, tidbit of it. And then people wanted to hear more of it. So, so I you have to make to something up on the spot, like not an improv or not even that it's not, it's not even improv necessarily. It's since you get to see like, no, a week ahead of like what, sto- like what the topic is and okay. be like hardship or hope resilience. Mm-hmm, and then, mm-hmm. um, um, anything like that. And then you find a story and they'll give you little prompts like, Oh, maybe it's when you did this, like, like one of them was elbow grease. And it's like, okay, like when did you put in extra work to do something? And it was like me talking about, uh, you know, going back home one time to help my nephew and my be around my family after uh, his, his dad had passed away. So it was something like putting extra work in a different way, like just mm-hmm. kind of like looking into it and finding those stories that you have that fit this. And the best part is that like everybody there just – loves it they love hearing these stories and that's the first time i went i just sat and like observed and as soon as the like the first story happened i'm just like i need more of this Mm -hmm. because these listening to the podcast on the way to work at the time because i was still commuting out to schaumburg uh, for that awesome call center job (laughs) so i'd spend an hour in the car sobbing at these emotionally like heart-wrenching stories and then get to work and sob because i have to call people all day (laughs) um that's like my worst nightmare and and knowing that you are very similar to me i can only imagine yes how horrible that was it was oh like when i got when i moved uh started working here and it was like oh hey call these students i would like uh-huh. hesitate to grab my phone. A little PTSD. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh. Well, yeah. I, I really want to thank you for coming out for that. Mm-hmm. You know, that was for a project that I'm working on right now with RVC SOS Students of Service. And we're doing the second annual Friendsgiving mm-hmm. fundraiser where we help students who are in financial, emotional crisis, and they're at risk for dropping out of school. Yeah. And so a lot of times students are at risk because uh, of various issues, but usually behind the issue is some sort of financial need. And so it's extremely important that we continue to raise funds. Mm-hmm. So Joe helped me with a project called um, the Second Annual Friendsgiving, A Time for Hope and Resilience. It's going to be a 12-video series focusing on uh, gifts to the community where we try to give hope by teaching them about tools, including physical resilience, emotional resilience, cognitive resilience, and what's the third one? Physical, social, emotional, and cognitive. Okay. okay, so four. So I asked Joe to come because I thought storytelling and learning to use your mind creatively mm-hmm. is a way to keep your mind cognitively sharp, mm-hmm. cognitively resilient. Anytime you learn a new skill, sure. uh, you're sharpening your mind. But it ended up being so much more than just cognitive resilience. It really was about emotional resilience. And I do want to just give the audience a little teaser because you – I think it's a must hear story. Mm-hmm. And when I first asked Joe the one liner that they asked you to mm-hmm. share with the audience, um, I was blown away and curious and I could not listen. I asked you to send me the video. So just as a little and, teaser. Well, what's interesting with that too, the video you got was a story that happened after too. So okay. I, so because when I told the story initially, they weren't able to record it. So your the story you got to hear was like part two. So it was like, after I did that story. Okay. It was what I did a few de- years later. Okay. So I go even further. Well, I'm so, officially so, intrigued. So you will be intrigued and everybody else will too. Mm-hmm. But will you give, and I asked you this Saturday, mm-hmm. will you give the one-liner that 
uh, you gave to the audience at the moth, and they said, "Wait, you have to talk right now." Mm-hmm. And then, and then in November, November sixteenth, our listeners can look on social media for our virtual fundraiser, and they can hear you tell the whole story. Absolutely. So the the one line bit that I came up and gave them was uh, saying how when I was two years old, my uh, father came, like my birth parents, uh, my father came and he shot my mother. Was intended to shoot me too but did not and then took his own life and after getting old enough to understand like really start to get to terms with my own emotions and understand like I had this really deep-seated fear that I was going to be just like him mm-hmm. and we'll stop um, right there because that is all they need to mm-hmm. want to hear the whole entire story and what you're going to hear if you take the time it's it'll be aired November 16th through the end of the year December you know um, you're going to hear a story of not only cognitive and emotional resilience, but also of forgiveness. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm sold. I yeah. can't wait. Thanks yeah. so much, Amanda. Yeah, that, thank that you always for means helping with that. Yeah, no, like, that. I have, yeah. It's, it means, it means somewhat, like, I, getting to, like, connect with somebody, like, because that was one of the harder things about moving out here to Rockford was being far away. Because what I used to do is I'd go to that call center job, and on the days that they would have it, if I had tickets, I would get out of work and immediately head to the city mm-hmm. and I would just go straight there, get there and like, you know, do this. And that would like decompress me from the day, mm-hmm. get to like let out some like emotional, mm-hmm. like uh, you know, baggage even, sure. and just kind of help work through some of these stories. And it was important too. Cause like here I help students, you know, telling my story, like how I came through college and letting them know that it's not as hard. And even there, some of the stories I would tell, like people would come up and, They'd be like, I've gone through this, or I know somebody who's doing the same thing. I just lost somebody too. Mm -hmm. And like, thank you because like you worded it perfectly Mm -hmm. or you like, and just like, just that little bit. I was like, these strangers, you like getting this connection right there for a moment. I was like, never met them before. But even I like in my heart was like, oh, like this, this means something to them too. And that's. Yeah. Yeah. When you were talking, I was thinking I have a background in clinical mental health counseling too. So I uh, have spent lots of time doing private counseling. And one thing that I always told people is that when you don't talk about your demons, when you don't Mm -hmm. talk about your story, it's like pushing a buoy down in the water. Mm -hmm. And the longer you stuff the buoy, the harder you stuff the buoy, well, what happens? Mm -hmm. Eventually it's going to come up and it's going to erupt. And then you used a different analogy and I will never forget it. I put this on my Facebook post. (laughs) You said that not telling your story is like letting the house burn from the inside mm-hmm. in your body and that was super powerful and i was so, like i was i was I, I was walking the dogs that day like in the yard i was just like i'm like resilience hope and i'm like i think this makes sense yeah, like, this, it this absolutely right. makes sense that's a, right. when you were talking about that was like i started thinking about like how, how does like telling your story or dealing with things emotionally you deal with resilience and i'm like everybody tries to like keep the world out or deal with what the world hits you. So it's like get a thick skin, thick mm-hmm. skin, all this stuff that's very exterior. Um, but it doesn't tell you to like, hey, focus on yourself. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, it like, doesn't matter how strong your walls are if the house is on fire on the right. inside. So it's just. Yeah. Right. Huh, yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. And, and so I think that just knowing you from the few interactions that we've had, I can imagine that you – really deeply impact people with your story in your job and everywhere you go when you choose to tell it. And then when you tell that story, you give other people permission to tell their own stories. Oh, absolutely. The, that's, that's the biggest thing is like, I, a story like that, 
especially where like you know growing up i grew up in a small country town like that that story is something that people knew Mm -hmm. people that i didn't know knew that before they met me sure Mm -hmm. um and so in the way that felt kind of isolating at times like once it started to really like get to me um and that was a different experience so i can only imagine what people feel like in a world where there's like a a city where there's hundreds like thousands of people sure and you really don't like you don't want to tell anybody you like you don't know when you'll see this person ever again Mm -hmm. so i the most important thing is just people knowing that others are out there that want to hear your story and then like like i I said there too is just maybe you've gone through like a journey and you don't think your story is that important but somebody else could be going through the same thing and they just haven't gotten to the end that you did right and hearing what you what you went through might be that last bit that they need. No doubt. And and to defy gender norms, I love that you're so open about expressing feelings and you talk about the the importance of expressing emotion as, as a man. I think many men need to have that permission. Yes. So when Joe and I first met, we started thinking about how could we bring this to Rock Valley College and then COVID hit. So mm-hmm. one of the things that Joe and I dream about is dreaming the, uh, bringing like a moth to Rock Valley and having... We're having... calling it goose poop. Oh, yes, there <laughs> it there is. is. Ding, 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 ding. There it is. There it is. I Yes. Oh. I wish you could all see me because That's I have a victory. So I have a yeah. victory. <laughs> I thought you might. Have, I thought you were going to knock your microphone over for a second. There it is, and maybe yeah. it'll be like once a month, and oh, you know, I, yes, we could I even would. we could even start it virtually if we needed to. Yeah, we could do it. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? I love so. it. Like I can't like I like when you said that I was like yes please because mm-hmm. I I know especially like uh, like moving out to Rockford. Rockford in itself, like after before moving out here, everybody's like, "Oh, Rockford, Rockford," and there's such a weird stigma. But when you get here, and even beforehand, because the Rockford, our city, our story, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. with that move, um, I think Pablo does. Did yeah, that. Pablo. Yes. He yeah. came out yes. to the Art Institute and like demonstrated that to us. Before. So I didn't. I knew about Rockford before I really knew about Rockford, mm-hmm. and. No, once you're here, knowing that people are so invested in like making this better, and there's there are so many interesting stories mm-hmm. that people have just from here. And I, I've told family members like, "Oh, where do you? Live? I live near Rockford now." And they'll be like, "Oh, well, I used to do this up mm-hmm. there." And like people, mm-hmm. like it's there's all these weird connections to Rockford that I don't uh, that I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. And that's um, what I'm loving about this show, mm-hmm. and that that was the vision that. Amanda and I had for this show is that there's so many people at Rock Valley who have a story Mm -hmm. and you walk by them every day Mm -hmm. and it becomes very easy probably in in any workplace to just see people as their title. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the new student enrollment coordinator. That's the financial aid director. They're people and they have stories and that's what we want to tell on here. So yeah, it's been I thought I knew you even though I haven't known you that Mm -hmm. long Mm -hmm. but I didn't know any of this. Yeah, and the, oh. and I tr- like when it comes to the the emo- like the emotional storytelling aspect and just trying to like do that self care. By all means, am I like I am not an expert on that at all. Nor have I spent a long time. To, maybe in the past two years is when I really started care- like I so I spent like twenty six years of my life. Mm-hmm. No. No, more than that. I'm almost thirty. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just off by a few years. Yep. But. Just spending, like, it was only recently that I started really 
looking deeper and actually caring about my own like mental health mm-hmm. and understanding like that oh I haven't been taking care of myself right mm-hmm. um, and that story was really the fir- well, the first step that happened so back like years ago and then it, there was a gap where I was like I did it mm-hmm. no and it's I, I that's the most important thing too is I don't want people to think that because they didn't take care of themselves before that they're wrecked or anybody who's like feels like oh i'm actually taking mm-hmm. care of my my mental health now mm-hmm. that doesn't mean we don't still do it it's still a struggle every day every there, day every day there right. will still be a struggle and there mm-hmm. some days are easier some days are harder but mm-hmm. um i can say now like proudly that like where i'm at now mm-hmm. is way better than where i was right mm-hmm. and right. i what do i wish that i had gotten there sooner sure but I'm glad I got here when I did. Mm-hmm. And that's so. a takeaway for anybody mm-hmm. listening. Yes. That it can it can and does get better mm-hmm. uh, through some perseverance. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah. a testament to that. There's no way we could let you go uh, without talking about the sense of smell situation. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> So Amanda, 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 so Amanda did, doesn't know this. So I thought it, I told you, you know, one, this. One oh, the, now I remember. Uh-huh. Now I remember. Now I remember. It, it's okay. one of the, the weird symptoms of COVID. I thought you were talking about COVID. And <laughs> yeah. now, well, it, now it is I, one of the weird okay. symptoms of COVID. Okay. In fact, okay. I've known some people, and that was like that was the major thing that they experienced mm-hmm. was they lost taste and smell. But. Congratulations, you've all become me. Yeah. <laughs> say, so we you, are like, Joe. You're like crying me a river. I deal with this every <laughs> right, day. So right. yeah. So what is it? What? Yeah. So I have what's called isolated congenital anosmia and that just means that i was born without my olfactory bulb so i have no sense of smell um it also um because it's like the isolated version and congenital it was a version that means it wasn't a side effect of some other um affliction or you know uh defect at all okay which when i did my random research for a speech class Mm -hmm. about having no sense of smell i found out that there is a community i'm part of a community on facebook for anosmiac so we always post little funny bits about like people <laughs> talking about smells or i can't relate <laughs> uh, the memes i'm sure oh it's so good uh, na- anosmia awareness day is the last thursday of february the color of the day is red okay um so that was a fun fact too and <laughs> basically that it affects you know from what you can measure like two million americans but it's probably more or less. And p- knowing that people were like, oh, some people are scared to talk about it. I was like, what do you mean? I love it. <laughs> like, I, in doing my research too, this, I was reading a, a memoir from a woman who had lost her sense of smell. And on one, par- one part of me is like, okay, going your entire life with your sense of smell, having surgery to try to fix something for your allergies, and then losing it, that's, that's really big. Okay, mm-hmm. I understand. Mm-hmm. I will say though, she was getting a little overdramatic because she's like, no longer could I pick up a pile of cow pie and smell it and get taken back to my childhood farm. And I'm like, all right, okay, right, right. it's not that well, bad. I, I can imagine it has its pros and its cons, right? Like, yep. so if, if Nina whips up something really awesome in the kitchen, right? I just, you, you don't know. I don't Nina. know. But yeah. at the same time, if you're on a plane and somebody drops wind you know, next, next to you, or I do it, I'm like, ha. <laughs> That's whenever I like. That's the most important. No, like, remember that. No too. problem. If you're riding with me, don't get sassy because I control the window locks and I'm immune. And then, that's right. It's like having it's like having this uh, this this weapon, this like mm-hmm. chemical weapon, and yet you're the only one with a gas mask. Yep. Oh and man. That, that happened covered in, wagon in high in high school. Uh, my buddy Ethan and I, we were coming back from our. Uh, 
career center that we'd go to for the second half of the day. And it's like middle of summer, nice and warm, driving with the windows down. We, of course, live out in the country, cow farm, cow farm, cow farm. And we're, we're just driving along, and I put my window down, and Ethan had put his up, and then he puts it down, and then all of a sudden he stops. He's like, Joe, you know, I was sitting here, and I'm thinking, man, this cow farm smelled really bad. But I looked over you, and I was like, you know what? If Joe can handle it, so can I. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I remembered. And... Another another time, like the oh. the biggest like joke, be like, "Oh, can you smell this?" I'm like, "Really, guys? Like, right. there, there's really not much that people can do to be like, oh, yeah, right, right. Um, you've heard them all, yeah, yeah I've heard yeah. them all, and it's it's either so if I farted <laughs> right in your face, no, you would wouldn't smell, smell it. it, and I'm like, please don't. But no, that would have right. taken a lot of the fun out of my entire childhood. I grew up with two brothers, and oh. we had a lot of friends come over yeah. all the time. And it would be we'd be sitting in these crammed rooms playing video games, and that would be the thing, right? Yeah. Oh, like, exactly. My yeah. brother would do that to me, and I'd be like, "Ew!" Like, but I wasn't smelling anything. Mm-hmm. His mm-hmm. butt just yelled at me, and that's weird. <laughs> right. I don't like that. <laughs> Well, so. I don't know that it's possible for us to have any more fun than we're already having, but let's do the random questions in the okay. campfire. Qu- did right. you bring a camp- right. campfire? I, have, I do have a okay, campfire let's do question. Campfire. Yes. So if you could have any job, any career, a dream career, what would you be doing? And I'm asking him this because we've talked about it in the past. And I, I didn't ask him about dream career. I just asked him about Oh, he, he already told us. Call center told us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chief, or uh, would it be like um, head, head, yeah. head caller. Yeah. Um, I think it would be if I could do something like a dream job that I could get paid for. It would be probably at this point it's turned into like doing like model building and being able to like do pictures for like like product pictures for that. Okay. Um, that sort of poses or something in that vein. Mm-hmm. Um is really fun to me because I it gets to mix like two hobbies of like digital like my digital film aspect mm-hmm. along with like getting to build these and turn you know you see so many good pictures that people take and then you also see a lot of poses and things that are just not good and mm-hmm. it, it'd be nice to be able to like I don't have some sort of job to do that or even just be a like hey we're we need pi- we need to take pictures want to pose it yes <laughs> like just something simple like that sure um so your your um, went in terms of the film school, did you say you went to the Art Institute? The Illinois Institute of Art in Schaumburg. Okay, so is your preferred medium photography? Mine's actually uh, digital filmmaking. So like okay. video is primarily, but I'm I will trying to branch out more into mm-hmm. photography too. Mm-hmm. Um, like and that's why I did. T- there was some time over uh, before I moved out here where I was like just going to like forest preserves and. Uh, like different parks and just like trying to mess around with photography that way okay. too. Okay, So sure. trying to branch out more of that. But video and video editing is my sweet spot at the moment. Nice, I love awesome. it. All right. Yeah, I'm going to outsource some work to you. Hey, there we go. All right, random question time. Head on into that Give bag next to you there. Okay. Yeah, draw Let's yourself a question. My question is, oh, this really picks up. What is the meaning of peace to you? I would say peace to me is a Saturday early to late morning sitting on the couch with my fiance and our dogs watching YouTube 
or just something in the background. Maybe we're talking, maybe we're not, but we're just there. We're in our new house now, and we realize, like, this is a good moment. Mm -hmm. She's not on call. We don't have any specific plans. We're just kind of being together and enjoying our time. Mm. That's the best feeling. Oh, yeah. And, it's, and it's, it's been, honestly, in my opinion, it's been a little bit of the blessing of this whole situation mm -hmm. because you we, we used to be on the go so much. Even after we had Elliot, it felt like we we're going, we're still going places all mm -hmm. the time or people want our time or we need to go here, we need to go there. And I, jo I joked over the weekend about how we, we use it as, a, as an excuse now. Well, no, COVID. You know, <laughs> sorry, you can't do that. Um, but but it's true. It's, it's true. just been nice yeah. to be home yes. and not have anywhere to go. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, like, initially I was like, oh, man, this is going to be crazy. But then I thought about it, I'm like, this is awesome, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. getting to work from home. Like, that, that was another thing. I was, like, so grateful that RBC was able to, like, allow us to work from home and that we could do our work from home right um I, we saved a ton of money on yes. dog sitting mm -hmm. so they got to be around me a bunch they I love that i get i'd get to take care of like um different errands around the house while nina's at work okay. and then we bought a new house and that like i ended up actually getting to work from home during the week that we had moved in yeah right. the tornado hit right. so um, you know, that just helped us getting like get more settled and comfortable. Yes. Yeah. And Do you have a wedding date set? We don't. Okay. We're just kind of, you know, COVID has thrown big wrenches. So sure. we're, we're just kind of trying to figure that out. I still. was trying to get yeah. a bunch of gifts sent to your office. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. That'd be, if you, yeah. in that case, yes, he has in a that date case, set. Yes, yes, it next is. weekend. <laughs> We're going to the courthouse. <laughs> I'm like, we got to go today. What? Yeah. Amanda Keeper has so many things for us. Yeah. It's all about the presents. She's got poop and gifts. Yeah. <laughs> In that order. All right, grab another question. One more, more. Right. one more. One more. Okay. When you are 80 years old, what will matter to you the most? Oh, oh man, now we're in existential. We have great questions yeah. for him. We yeah, because it, they're perfect for you too. These are good. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Matter to you the most? I'd say knowing that we worked. I got. I worked hard getting to where I'm at. That I feel. I think it'd be matter most I feel like comfortable. Mm -hmm. Like now, like at this point in life, you know, if, if something dramatic were to happen or whatever, and like let's say, like I don't, car wreck, some, anything, sure, like sure. the idea of like, okay, if I were to die today, I feel like I might turn into one of those ghosts that's not, that has unfinished business. Okay. Um, feeling like I'd be at a point like, did we get to see all the things we wanted to see? Mm -hmm. um, did I get to spend it with the people I wanted to spend? Mm -hmm. um, do Nina and I have more dogs now? Um, <laughs> Hopefully not and, the same ones. Yeah, oh, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. Do we have, you know, dogs? And that, you know, I get to spend as much time as I could with my friends, my family, mm -hmm. and that they know how much they mean to me. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, oh, look, I'm only 80. I got 20 more years of this, and we're going to keep going. Right. So, right. But knowing that at least I could hit a point where I'm like, yeah, you know what? Feels good. Mm -hmm. yeah. Feels good. Like that I made an impact with what I did on this, my time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. 
after coming to RVC, I finally feel like this was re- like Rockford and everything here like really made me feel like this is when I was starting to do that. You but, feel, do you feel like this is home? Yeah. Definitely. Isn't that something about Rock Valley College? It, yeah. Michigan yeah. is my Michigan's my you know my like childhood home, and then this Rockford and here um, has become like another home. So like mm-hmm. uh, it was something I wasn't expecting. Like when I initially moved down to Illinois mm-hmm. to go to college, I was like, well, I'm not going to change my ID yet because I might move back home. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I've met I've met the most wonderful people mm-hmm. here, um, and just like my times in Schaumburg and out here. Uh, and I, I love it. I love it so much. That's a, an emerging theme we've heard from just about everybody. Mm-hmm. That it's just home here, and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's the way a lot of people feel. There, there's absolutely no way I, we're letting you go unless we come full circle and we hit Star Wars real mm-hmm. quick. So mm-hmm. besides Empire, because I know that's everybody's answer, <laughs> what's your favorite of the saga? Um, this I actually I had. This or is it not Empire? Because actually, you know what? So. It's Empire is probably a close second now. Be, okay. And that's because I'd say Rogue One. Rogue One, I wa- when I watched the other day, I was sitting there and I'm like, you know, the only thing, the only gripe I have was that they had an issue with the composer. They didn't do John Williams. They mm-hmm. knew somebody else had to switch out at the last minute and he didn't get to really refine it. So there's times where the, the score doesn't quite match or doesn't hit right at the note you want mm-hmm. but besides that it wow. is a hey. it is a fantastic story it gets you into the star wars universe and you don't need to know what happened outside of that to feel like you had a p- important story told to you mm-hmm. oh good then i can watch yeah, that one yes, yes. I mean, I honestly yes. Amanda, and then what it does literally it ends 10 minutes before a New Hope starts, which yeah, is episode the four. Original, okay. The original one. It okay. leads right into and where the original started. It has some of the most just w- perfect battle scenes. Like, I, one of my favorite parts that happened in Force Awakens was the attack on Starkiller Base because, like, I love, like, one of my guilty pleasures for video games is the Ace Combat series. If you get me in a flight simulator, mm. like, fighter game, awesome. Rogue <laughs> Squadron on N64 mm-hmm. and GameCube were even better. So getting to see Starfighter scenes is amazing. And there's just been so much more added with technology now and details in it that make them feel more yeah. like, I don't know, visceral and just intense. Mm-hmm. And Rogue One has all of that. Like, mm-hmm. what I think one of the, the best quotes or that gets you pumped for that too is just the Rebel Alliance showing up at the end and hearing, this is Admiral Radis of the Rebel Alliance. I'm like, I'm here. I'm here for it. Well, I guess old, Amanda. You also, Amanda, even if you don't, you could spend the entire movie being like, ah, you know what? When I watched, I was like, even if the rest of this movie was garbage, but the last two minutes yeah. were all I got to see, yeah. it'd be a perfect movie. Yeah. Oh, did you okay. know that that was not in the original plans? Yeah. Yeah. So they had to. So to answer your question, you know how when you watch a movie with somebody that appreciates it so much, you learn to love the movie. I think mm-hmm. I need to watch it with you. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Yes. Uh, Joe and I could be like the uh, what we'll is be the your, co- your commentary? Yeah. Yes, yes. Yes. And then I would appreciate it on a mm-hmm. totally different level. You it, know how you watch something like a, a comedy skit and somebody yes. you love is just dying and it's not even that funny to you yeah. but, but yeah. you're watching them love it and yeah. you learn yes. to love it. Yeah. We could be the mystery science theater yes. guys. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I love yeah. it. 
Well, Joe, we we were all over the place today, mm-hmm. and, but we appreciate uh, that. That's what co- makes I appreciate it. Did you want? Me, where do you want me to put these? You can throw you those can away so we don't repeat them. Or you can keep them so. as mementos. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I was hoping you would frame them, put them in your office <laughs> next to your robots. They should be on your office door. <laughs> uh, you jokes on you. I'm going to do it. <laughs> put them next to your little figurines yes. in your office. Um, but yes, yeah. thank you so thank much. Thank you guys so yeah. much. This was a. Bl- I've been so pumped. Like I actually like. I looked at my thing because when you were like, "Oh, I thought you forgot about us," I was like. I kind of forgot, like, I forgot that, like, we had, everything had switched around uh-huh. recently. Yeah. Sure. And we've got a vacation coming up, too, so my brain has been completely just turned off for everything else. And yeah. I went to my, oh, yes! <laughs> I was so pumped when I realized that. Uh, isn't it a great way to start a week? Oh, it is. amazing. It is. Um, it is. All right, pl- yeah. plug your show one more time. Before uh, again, we it is the RBC and Me podcast. Uh, you can find us on Anchor. It goes out to Spotify, same places sure. that, mm-hmm. uh, that this one goes to. And uh, Amanda, David, I adore you guys. Oh, this was such so a blast. Uh, thank you so much. I can't wait to come back if I can. Oh, if absolutely. Can. Thanks for joining I'm us. thinking you might be a co-host one day. Oh, yeah. I, I can see it. Yeah. I can see it. Goose poop with David and Joe. (laughs) All right. Take care, bud. All right. Thank you. Wow. That was so fun. I think that's the most fun I've had on one of these. Yeah. Like I said, that's a great way to start a week. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it can be rough starting off a new work week, but that was a, that was an enjoyable way to start it. So yeah, I learned a lot that I didn't know about him. Like Mm -hmm. I said, I don't, I haven't known him that long. He hasn't even been here that long, but um, I felt like I knew him pretty well. Uh, but like I said, everybody's got a story, and, mm-hmm. and uh, boy, I'm that teaser. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to, to mm-hmm. watch that video. Yeah, he honestly, you know how you meet someone, and immediately you just think to yourself, I want that person in my life. When yeah. I when I first met Joe, I thought this is just such a kind human being. He is so kind, and he's so fun, and he brings the energy in the room up a, like three or four notches every yeah. time he walks into a room. And he has so much emotional depth, and I just, I really admire him, and I appreciate him, and I think he's going to do big things on campus. Yeah, I agree. I hope, much like when we talked to Casey, and she won that Rookie of the Year award, Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. hope, I hope that, you know, everybody over there, they're young, they're new Mm -hmm. here. Yep. And I hope we nurture them and that they... Appreciate them, value them, keep them here, because they are stars. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. So yeah, that was that was great. Uh, I can't wait to, um, to to watch that video, and I'm looking forward to that project as a whole um, later you know, on. I oh, was thinking, oh, just I was thinking because we always do this. I think we should invite our listeners every podcast to be picking out what you think the title of the podcast will be. So join us in that creative process, <laughs> um, and 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 you know, it, it sharpens your listening skills. What do you think could be a possible title? You're asking me what I think this title I stink at this. Uh, Well, actually, I was pretty good at it early on. It would Mm -hmm. jump out at me, and I I, I would have it. But lately, it just hasn't been. I have it. Well, you know, it's, it's a weird one this time, though. The first time I ever met him, he is so passionate, and it was such a defining moment and a transformative process for him to do the moth story about Mm. his family. And he wanted to start a a pod or he wanted to start a moth storytelling experience mm-hmm. and his eyes lit up when when we said we should call that goose poop we, sh- <laughs> we should we should bring the moth to rbc and call it goose poop so i yeah. think we give him credit for that and his ep- episode is called goose poop and it's it's coming t- it's coming to you goose poop is coming to you we will have yeah. thanks to, we will have thanks to him a way to process our emotions and share our stories 
um, through his experience and through his storytelling. Yeah, and honestly, I think there is something to be said for having kind of a funny title to something mm-hmm. that's going to have because he's so funny, heavier, heavier fun. content right. to it, right? Yeah, to lighten it a little bit. So mm-hmm. yeah, and I've always wanted to call something that, as I said. Yeah, so. we could call it Goose Poop with Joe, <laughs> <laughs> and he can't smell the poop. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Isn't that bizarre? Like, like I said, it has its pros and cons. Like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't imagine. What so. a fun morning. Well, we hope we uh, lightened up your day yeah. and brought a smile to your face today. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, to tease coming up later in the week, we've got uh, Lisa Alexander. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Lisa, as I mentioned last week when I teased it a little bit, she has a great uh, RBC story to tell, a connection that uh, might surprise a lot of you. Mm-hmm. Um, she has She's connected to this place in a number of different ways mm-hmm. through her family tree. So I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to talking to her. About that, in the meantime, Amanda's going to go watch the rest of the uh, Star Wars saga <laughs> that she didn't finish <laughs> over the weekend. So thanks for joining us. Lightsaber out. <laughs> uh, as always, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, or at rockvalleycollege.edu slash everythingrvc. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>